The story you are about to hear is true. Only the names have been changed to protect the innocent. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? Here's adventure. Here's romance. Here's the famous Robin Hood of the Old West. Aw, just sneak in. Not me. I ain't going to church. No Sunday school today. Good morning and welcome to the Removing Confusion Podcast. Tom Richardson here, your host. February the 15th, 2022. We're halfway through February, over halfway. What do you know? And we're still marching on. Tomorrow, supposedly, the Russians will attack Ukraine. Absolutely nobody knows if that will happen. I do believe that uh, Vladimir Putin doesn't really send out invitations to the dance. As I told a friend of mine, we were talking about it. I said, I don't really think he, I I use the word ball. He doesn't send invitations to the ball. He's just going to do it. And uh, that's not what we're here to talk about, even though it kind of reflects around things that we should be knowing as the church. I'm going in different directions, as you may tell. I'm not really digging too deep into the news. Uh, Just here and there, we touch it. Uh, Our last podcast was very scriptural, and I like to say spiritually driven. First of all, let's let's do some welcomes. Okay, I'd like to welcome those of you who are listening to us here in the good old United States of America, uh, Canada. We have a few out there in Canada, Germany. I hope we get more in Canada. Uh, you need uplifting. You need people praying for those people in Canada because things in Canada are going down a bad path. Germany, well, what can you say about the European Union? Uh, the United Kingdom, of course, which is slowly coming out from underneath the the stress of months long, years long COVID restrictions. India, uh, who's kind of done their own thing, and uh, we're we're proud of those in India that have uh, conquered the virus on their own terms. Japan, uh, we have a few in Russia and Australia. We need more in Australia. I hope to see the numbers go up there. Uh, The way that you can help here is not with any monetary funds or means at all. Just share it. Uh, We we post our podcast, our our radio show, whatever you want to call this thing, on multiple platforms. Uh, I do that on my own. I don't have a, 
My staff is limited. He's rolled up in a ball over here laying on the floor. Uh, other than yeah, we the news is so bad he's gone to a fetal position. But the uh, other than that, we're on MeWe. Uh, these are social media platforms. Mines, Gab, um, of course, Facebook. I don't do Twitter. Still have an account. Getting ready to knock it out. I don't like Twitter. I don't like the dude that runs it. I really like it. I, you know, the guy that runs Facebook either, but I've got too many friends there to just jump out on you all at once. Uh, Getter, that's getting to be the one to go to, folks. Really experience the idea of going over and starting your Getter account, G-E-T-T-R, G-E-T-T-R, Getter um what i say mine's getter codius we're on a bunch i try to uh brighty on run by mike adams who is a, a a phenomenal guy he really has a lot of great information there's a lot of good videos you can watch as well over on the brighty on uh alternative to youtube let's put it that way to, for some, it's not an alternative. It is the new way to do it. Uh, I don't do videos, as you know. This is solely, at this point, an audio show. Uh, videos inquire me to wear a little bit better clothes. <laughs> so we don't do that. I have to comb my three hairs and be ready and, you know, big, bright smiles and all that and we don't do those. Not yet. Maybe down the road when we can afford a Panasonic camera that, uh, you know, whatever. But that's not going to happen for a while. So you've got me here. Um, and, of course, Anchor, Spotify, uh, they push me out uh, um, on Apple iTunes. And that, that covers the idea. You know, but like say, if you want to get the information into more hands, please don't be afraid to share it. Just do it. If you don't know how, ask me, I'll tell you, because I'm all about promoting what we do. And I, and I, I want to do things that are more timely, uh, but yet things that have an impact on our lives. Uh, the timely stuff comes and goes. I want if you, if you listen to us today, tomorrow, what we tell you, if it's news stuff, all news stuff, it might be null and void i mean i can sit here and tell you uh we have pretty good you know fox news and cnn and the white house all claiming that the russians are going to attack uh tomorrow which is the 16th the 16th of february and you know if i tell you that today you don't need to listen to the show tomorrow when they do it or if they don't do it but if i tell you things like jesus said if i tell you things heavenly things those things last until he returns i sat through a fairly decent set of church services let's put that's it that's the word i was looking for over the weekend on sunday i uh i like when guys get up there and are unabashedly unafraid to tell the truth 
even though they they may taint it and slightly with their own theological training and learning. Uh, but the uh, guy had preached in our church did a very good job. <clears throat> Both services. So through that, I'm eternally happy and blessed and thank God. Not him, God. God gives you the words. You either say them right or you don't. Many men have d- decided to do their own thing. Uh, I'm not one, I, I hope. I, although, you know, when I give you the news, it's my own thing. I'm going to give you my opinion. When I give you the Bible, I'm not giving you the opinion of me. Uh, it's what I read. You can read it yourself as well and see what you come up with. You know, we're in a, we're in a point in time uh, where there's an incredible amount of persecution. We talk, we have a, actually have shows that if you go back through the history of our platform here with Anchor, where we talk about both persecution, wrath, tribulation, all those kind of things. I believe one of them was called tribulation, and the next one I called wrath. And it might even, I think, it might have been two or three segments. These are things that have been with the church forever. You know, the people who hold to certain beliefs that they will not go through anything, and uh, then these things seem to come about. I don't know how they're going to explain themselves. Let's look at something very quickly today. I don't want to spend a lot of time here because I'm going to get my buddy Mike on here. We're going to shake the tree a little bit. We are planning some dives into Revelation, but you can't just dive into Revelation without understanding the backdrop and the background and the uh, connective tissue of the Bible. Uh, Anyway. You know, the first century church, you, let's go clear back to that. When we sit here today and you have a preacher, I've heard preachers say this, we won't go through any of that. You know, pointing towards things that happened in China or uh, to the Christian church in China, which they don't even really acknowledge because they're, they're so sold on their uh, one specific doctrine that we won't go through anything. God's not going to beat his bride. Those who say that have no real background in Bible study to back it up. All they have is, I went to college, that's what they taught me, and that's what you'll know. I'm the college guy. I have the paper. Well, brother, I got a paper on my wall too. It didn't come from the college, came from an accredited source. I'm not here to talk about me. Persecution has been with us. Tribulation has been with us from the day one. Do we not know the history of the first century church? Or did we just blank that out? That's only for them. Let me tell you something. You know, we, we see a lot of civil disobedience happening in our world today. The truckers in Canada, the truckers in New Zealand, New Zealand, some of them down here, they haven't really bonded to get together like they have in those other places. Uh, 
the even the BLM riots, which I am not. I, I hated that stuff. These guys are doing it now. They're doing it peacefully, but yet it is a civil disobedience, a peaceful civil disobedience, which is being met with some very serious stuff on the obverse from their governments. They will pay the governments in one way or another, I would say, around election time. But if you go back to the first century church, they were equally, and even to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ himself, they had a lot of what we would call civil disobedience. There's people that say, Jesus was the first rebel. You know, he... he, Whatever. I don't even want to go down that track and, and get into what sounds blasphemous at times. But what I will say is this. I will say is this. At the time, you had an accepted, uh, you had an accepted religious system and an accepted, well, a forced government system. The uh, accepted religious system, as far as the Jews were concerned, was Judaism, the law, and the prophets, whom they all killed. The prophets, that is. They, they, they took the prophets out, most of them. But they had the law, and they lived by the law. Jesus came not to abolish it, he said, but I came to fulfill the law and the prophets. They hated him. He said, if they hate you, I'm sorry, if they hated me, they'll hate you too. And trust me, in that same sentence, if they plan to kill me, they're going to kill you as well. And that killing won't stop with the uh, last disciple or apostle. We've seen... If you look at church history, of course, they crucified the Lord Jesus Christ. But he said, no man takes my life from me, but I lay it down. He was doing the will of his father. What came after that was the killing of disciples, the killing and the martyrdom of many. I would encourage you to find a copy of Fox's book, of martyrs and i believe it starts with stephen and moves forward but you you get the idea as you read it that martyrdom didn't end in the first century and it hasn't ended as a matter of fact in this century that we just i think it's in the yeah, i believe it's in this century that we're in now which is we're only, we're only 22 years in the Christian faith is the most persecuted faith on the planet. Now, think about that. When somebody tells you, you're not going to go through any of that. That's a Western church mindset. We've got to get an Eastern also church mindset. Now, I'm not talking about Eastern orthodoxy, even though there's nothing really horribly wrong with it i don't agree with a lot of the russian orthodox church and the and the greek orthodox church there's a lot of odd catholic kind of things that go on there but we do need to understand that the bible that we have i hope you have one before you go ahead and if you have one and you want to follow me with what i'm going to say later here in a minute 
go to First uh, Thessalonians chapter four and five. We have this mindset in the Western church that that can't touch us. None of that persecution, none of those tribulations that go on in the Eastern church that we see over the, you know, the cops, the copt, Coptic, C-O-P-T-S or C-O-P-T-I-C church of Egypt were being slaughtered. The Muslims rolling into the little uh, towns and villages in, in Africa and literally burning people that they, they nailed the doors shut of their churches and burned them to death. Or they hacked them to pieces or shot them or killed them. It goes on every day. I, I also en- encourage you to, to grab a hold of, uh, and you can do it on the Internet. If you're listening to me, you're on there. The uh, Voice of the Martyrs. It's a web page. Facebook page as well, if, unless they've been taken down. But the uh, the International Christian Concern, these these people outline or outline outline. There's a word I was looking for. Outline daily the things that these people in other nations face. One of the most burgeoning Christian churches in the world at one point was in China. Millions upon millions of people were turning to Christ in a nation that will not allow it. Where there is a squashing of the word of God, a squashing of the availability of people to gather in God's name, in Jesus' name, there is a distinct hunger for Christ. I'm going to give you three books later that that are worthy of reading. These are books by authors, not books of the Bible. But I'm telling you, God will not let his bride to be beaten and abused. It's a bad argument for what goes on to this day. That's because you're sitting in some Southern Baptist church or Methodist church or independent fundamentals. And you can say what you want from the pulpit, but when it happens, what will happen to your congregation? What happens to the flock that's been told they won't face anything? They'll get raptured out at the last instant before anything bad ever happens. You, my friend, if you live through it, are going to be one of the most despised people on the planet unless your lies can hold up and keep you going. I'm a voice that's not afraid to say what I've got to say. I, I look at the Bible and I try to interconnect things for people. I try to make it so it's not confusing. I try to make it sound that, you know, that even a layman like me can understand it than anybody can. But there are some hard teachings, and we, we don't hear about them when we go to church. Do we? Usually it's fluff and stuff and stories and jokes. I had a friend of mine that I was listening to the other day, and, and that's what he said. You know, you go, to, you go to your local church, and what do you get? You get maybe some scripture or a little bit of prayer and, you know, fluff stuff and stories. 
That is not what we need to be doing. We are living in a period of time that is so disturbing, yet nobody seems disturbed. They've been sold a bill of goods. They trust the words of the guy who's been there for 30, 40 years or maybe 10 years. Who knows? Because they've been trained somewhere. They went off to the Methodist or the Lutheran or the Episcopal, whatever it is. I'm not picking on any one particular anybody. I'm going to tell you, a blanket goes across them all. Because you go off and you learn doctrine of a denomination, and you don't think for yourself. Oh, well, I'm a Methodist, and this is what we believe. And if you go talk to a Methodist and say, I'm a, I'm a, I go to a Baptist church, oh, you believe in once saved, always saved. And I'm like, well, I believe it, yes, that as long as you are truly saved, and you've realized just what Christ did for you, you're not going to leave him. You see, the Methodists know what the Baptists believe, and the Baptists know what the Methodists believe, but they only pick out the things they don't like. Oh, they believe you can lose your salvation. Let them believe that. But what is the key? What is the core of their belief? Is it Jesus Christ? Him crucified, resurrected, and sitting at the right hand of the Father. If that's what they believe, and they're following Jesus, you know, those side, uh, those side things don't mean much to me. Oh, but you got to be baptized if you want to be in the Church of Christ. So what? Get baptized. Church of Christ. Do you believe first and foremost that Christ is at the center, not your baptism or your confession of faith at that, you know, that makes the church, your confession of faith is very important, by the way. Your baptism is too. But let me ask you this, is Christ at the center of it all? Or are you, you know, holding to their doctrine? Oh, if you go against this doctrine, you're lost. We don't want anything to do with you. You just get out of the doors here. You're going to you're going to bring you're a factious man. You're going to bring problems. I have friends of mine who got thrown out of churches and denominations because they started to read the Bible and understand it. Very intelligent guys. And they got tossed completely out of denominations. It's like being excommunicated. You know what? You can excommunicate me from whatever you want because I know that Jesus doesn't. As long as I stay on the path, as long as I walk with him, I'm okay. I don't need to walk with brother so-and-so or sister such-and-what or as uh, one of them old preachers said, you know, Dr. Grace and Dr. Uh, whatever you know it it's you need to walk with Christ you need to follow the bible follow the teachings that are laid out for us don't get caught up in all that 
denominational doctrine stuff. Doctrine is very important, by the way. Good doctrine, sound doctrine. That's what Paul wrote to Timothy, I think it was. Sound doctrine. And you look into that and see what's sound and what's not. Now, you have people that will tell you. I love this one. Me and my wife talk about this all the time. And if I bring this up, and in, in 90, 90% of the churches out there, I'm going to get, I love the word, castigated. They're going to talk me down. They're going to say, oh, it's already settled. We don't need to go there. I've walked out of churches and not come back because I've heard the preacher. You know, First of all, the Holy Spirit works with you. If you are giving a guy a little bit of space to, to see what they're all about, I, I, I give them a year usually, usually, sometimes a little less. But when I hear a guy finally get up there and he's so pre-trib and he says, there's no more signs, I'm gone. Now, sometimes I'll stick around because I think there's a reason. Sometimes God just tells you it's time to get out of here. There's no more signs. There's really no more signs before Christ's coming, what they call the rapture of the church. First Thessalonians. Oh, he's going to talk about the rapture. Oh, great. Let's listen. Let's get in there. Well, we are. Here's... Here's where we're at, 1 Thessalonians 5. So we're not going to talk about the uh, rapture passage of chapter 4. Here's what it says. Now, we're going to, this is the day of the Lord it's talking about. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, this First 1 Thessalonians 5, chapter 1. But of the times and seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write ye, you, sorry, for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. Now, that's a passage that we've all in the church heard. All of us know, yes, Christ can come at any time, right, as a thief in the night. Uh, we're going to look at that deeper for, for today, and it won't go much longer. For when they say, peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. They shall not escape. Peace and safety. Peace and safety. Do you even hear anybody talking that right now? Now, you may hear people who are talking imminent rapture Oh, yeah, we're out of here. That's their peace and safety. Now, it said, again, we're going to go back up there in verse 2. For yourself know perfectly the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. Then we had verse 3 that talks about peace and safety. Verse 4, but ye, brethren, are not in darkness that the day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all children of light and children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep in the night and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith, and love, 
and for an helmet the hope of salvation. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. And it goes on about who died for us. What did it say? I read a lot of words, and I, I probably shouldn't, but I love to read the Bible when I'm reading it. <laughs> so it makes sense, right? But, brethren, chapter uh, verse 4, But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that the day should overtake you as a thief. Now, this leads you right in, if you read the Bible the way that God really wants you to, to understand what is he saying. What's he, he's saying that, you know, even though the Lord, the day of the Lord comes like a thief in the night, you my friends, should not be overtaken as if by a thief in the night. You should know that we're on the cusp of it. You should know that you might, and you still, we don't know the day and we don't know the hour. Now, there's people who have nailed it down. It's going to be October 14th, 2026. And that's, that's not me, trust you. Trust me. I don't know the day or the hour. You know, you can sit and do all kinds of weird mathematical calculations and play around with, you know, cubits and centimeters and and the the, uh, measurements of the pyramids and everything else. But you should know that that doesn't lead to anything but a lot of math. Not my strongest subject or science. So I stick with what, the science I do know, hermeneutics, the interpretation of the Bible, biblically. What does it say? He's telling you. You know, because all we hear is thief in a night. I think there's even, there's movies, oh, really bad 70s film. I think they filled them with, a, with an 8 millimeter and a, and a cassette recorder for the, for the soundtrack or something, but they, you know, the old, uh, song, uh, I wish we'd all been ready, which is a really great song. If you listen to it, you know, it talks about being ready for the day of the Lord, being ready for when Christ comes to take his church home, being ready. I wish we'd all been ready. I wish we were all ready now. We don't want to look at it in a past tense thing and say, I wish we'd all been ready. I'm wishing that we would all be ready that we would keep our eyes open see there's people who don't want to watch the news they you know and look don't don't get obsessed with it but you have to really to understand your world you you have to even understand what some of these talking heads are saying whether it's true or not that's for you to discern and we have to learn to be discerning both in the world's events, and in the biblical events. Now, I've pointed people to uh, 2 Thessalonians, and specifically chapter 2, for them to understand what that passage we just read says. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 4, where it says, you're not to be taken over like as if by a thief in the night, because because 
we seat you in chapter 2 of Second Thessalonians, which is usually about a page away from where we were. Now we beseech ye, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us as the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means. Have I read this before? Have I brought this out before? Have I not been very plain in how this goes? This thing that they tell you there are no more signs, yet Paul turns around and tells us, don't be in darkness because I'm going to give you some signs. You shouldn't be wallowing around in the darkness saying, well, why is this happening? Why is that happening? Why are there Russian troops lined up along Crimea and Ukraine? Now, we I really don't know the full answer to that, but I can tell you this. About 10 months ago or so, I tried, no, it was probably longer than that even, but it was close to that. I, I, I gave a, a, a Wednesday night message on what the Russians actually have in their arsenal. And I, I brought that around to the fact that at one point they had four submarines parked up around the, the Arctic Circle, up the north thing, and they were close enough with hypersonic nuclear missiles on these submarines Hypersonic means they're traveling at speeds of around 15 to 20,000 miles per hour. Mach, whatever. And the, the way it was explained to me was if they popped off one of those missiles or a half a dozen, whatever they want, from where they were sitting at that point in time, it would be 30 minutes before they hit New York City. Now, my my tie-in there was... 30 minutes. If you heard, and believe me, if, if you heard it, you're probably five or six minutes in already that there's missiles headed your way that could annihilate one of our major, the biggest city in the United States. And if you were there and you had, now you got 25 minutes maybe or 20, what do you do? Do you waste your time trying to call your friends to say goodbye or your family? Or do you find your knees and you talk to God? I pray that last is the main thing. That's a, that was my whole thing. Message went over like nothing, but that's okay. People who don't want to hear about the truth of their world will suffer in it. People who say you don't have to worry about those kind of things because they will never happen here. Better read this part of the scripture. And we are going to spend for a while in the near future. I can't stay away from this because it is so important. I want it to get out to every ear that can hear it that doesn't know it because they don't hear it in church. I haven't heard anybody preach on Second Thessalonians except for a very scant few of my dear friends, some of them gone on to be with the Lord, 
But in the, in the modern day church, you don't hear them, especially the rapture ready rabbits that are ready to jump at. Oh, we're going in a minute. We don't have to worry about nothing. Looking for Jesus Christ, not the Antichrist. Well, guess what? Verse 3, 2 Thessalonians 2, let no man deceive you by any means. For that day, the day of the Lord, that day shall not come except there come a falling away and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. So I'm telling you right now, church, if you're being told that you won't know these things or you don't need to worry about them, you could very easily become deceived because it said, Paul said, Jesus says, Paul says, Peter says, John says, don't let any man deceive you. There's a reason for that, a very distinct reason for that. I, I, I started writing a book years ago about deception. I should go ahead and write. I don't know how to get things published. I'm, I'm unlearned, you know. But I'm going to tell you right now, this, this tells me that if I live this long, which it feels like I have, and you have too if you're listening to me, friends, listen to me. If you're being told there's no more signs before the coming of Christ, you're being lied to. Unless, of course, this sign, a big one, has already happened. And we just don't know it. Paul says you should not be overtaken like a thief in the night because you should know If you don't read anything else today, if you don't study anything else today, you find your Bible, go to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, excuse me, I hiccuped, and read just one verse. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day, the day of the Lord, shall not come except there come a falling away. What does that mean first? Falling away first. That means people who are in the faith leave the faith. I can even go further and say people that are in the faith seem like they stayed in it, but now they've put their faith in something else or someone else. They don't talk as much about Jesus. Oh, they like to get you to do the prayer. Or they, they like to give you know do the 30 or second or one minute long commercials, Franklin Graham and a few others that like to, you know, oh, if you said that prayer, then you call this number and we'll send you a bunch of stuff. God bless them for trying. But yet on the other hand, the deep church, as my friend Leo Homan called it, is the church that is falling to certain things and exposing the people who listen to them because they have big names and they got doctor in front of their name. People listen to them because they think they know what they're talking about. I don't know. I read the Bible. I don't understand it. You don't read it. Most people who say that use that for the excuse of not reading it. And then you'll have, I've, I've brought that out before, and I've been jumped all over on that one. I'm tired of being jumped on. 
There will be that falling away, that day. The day shall not come. The day of Christ shall not come. Now, I'm adding that as I say it because I want you to understand when he says, for that day shall not come. That day is the day of the Lord. Shall not come except there be that falling away. That's apostasy. Falling away if in the Greek is apostasia or apostasia. We use the word apostasy. You don't hear that word very often either, but it means to leave something, a falling away, leaving the faith, leaving the faith. And then that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. And he will oppose and exalt himself above all that is called God, capital G, or all that is worshipped, or that is worshipped, sorry, so that he as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself he is God. He ain't. If I can use my good old Ohio grammar. Look, we're going to go more into this because this is a key point in the times that we live. People will say, well, we might have 100 years yet. I don't think so. Do you really believe that? At the at the rate that people are being killed just for their faith, and that you know, sometimes it's not just the Christian faith. You know, the Chinese are murdering and imprisoning and slay and enslaving Muslim Uyghurs, and yet we allow the Olympics to be played in Beijing, the Winter Olympics, twenty twenty two. That should go down in the history of Olympics. I'm going to tell you right now, I've watched one second of it, except for maybe what they put on the news. And I don't have a choice, you know, but to actually tune into the channel while the Olympics are, nope. And I love that skiing stuff. I love speed. You know, they go down that hill and wipe out or they zip, 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 zip down through there. I love that stuff, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to, no, 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 I can't because I know what's going on over there. And it's not just the Uyghurs. It's it's a lot of people. The regular people are under the social climate that uh, what is it, social credit scores and all the other things that the Chinese Communist Party has put on them. And watch a second of the football season either, or the or the Stuper Bowl. I heard that was a real trash fest. Okay, let's quit right here. And uh, spend a couple of minutes just talking about something real quick. I've got three books that if you can get a hold of, and you can usually find these fairly reasonable somewhere. Tortured for Christ by Richard Wormbrand. Tortured for Christ. It's about a Romanian Christian. He was a Jew that was converted. But he uh, lived in Romania under the the uh, communists, Russian communists, that took over Romania after World War II, tortured for Christ. The Hiding Place. Everybody knows about The Hiding Place. You find the movie even if you have to. But And you can actually go on, you know, I hate to say it, but YouTube and watch Tortured for Christ. It's about an hour-long, uh, somewhat subtitled here and there movie. Uh, well worth watching. Get you, get you foaming and and snatching at the teeth to go buy the book. The book's even better. The Hiding Place, 
Tori, Corey Ten Boom. Corey Ten Boom talks about Nazi Germany and how they scooped her and her family up, took them to concentration camps. And she went to, I can't remember now, Berlinka or whatever. Uh, her and her, daughter, her sister died there. Her sister died there. And uh, Corey made it out the other side. And there's another one. I can't remember the fellow's name, but the name of the book is called Heavenly Man. Now, there's a little bit of charismatic stuff that goes on in that book. But you get the idea by reading it exactly what is behind authoritarian, totalitarian governments. And that, my friends, as we watch this unveil in front of us, we know that it's coming, if not already here. So we need to buck up a little bit. Don't be in the dark. Because it's not the best place to be. We're children of the light. Those of you that know Christ, we're children of the light. Therefore, we are not in darkness and we should not be overtaken by darkness. We should not be overtaken as if by a thief in the night. We know that our Lord is on his way. We know that the time is coming. But we also know that there are things that we will see and face before that comes. Anybody tells anything different than that? Tell them to explain 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. See how they do it. I can tell you what many of them will say. Oh, it's the rapture. <laughs> okay. The falling away is the rapture of the church. That's so wrong. So the rapture of the church is now being equated to apostasy. They don't know things that they can't understand. And what they don't understand, they rely back on their training from men to figure it out. Remember what Jesus came to do. Not to abolish the law, but fulfill it. He also said, you know, these Pharisees teach you religion, basically. I'm paraphrasing. Not God's precepts, but man's. And we've had that going on now for the last 2,000 years. There's been falling aways going on all along. There's been apostasies coming all along. And they really get ratcheted up in these last days. So be ready. Be able to, to discern them and see them. See who you want to listen to. If you don't listen to me, don't. I don't care. I'll still continue to tell the truth, and I'll still continue to do my best to remove confusion because there's a lot of it out there. Look forward to the very soon that uh, me and my buddy Mike will get together. Might be a couple of days, but we will. Take care until the next time. This is February the 15th, 2022. Tom Richardson with Removing Confusion. Confusion.